0: Yeah Like we always do with this Yeah yeah, Like we always do at this time, I go for mine and made plans for yours because I got the shine. Go bar for bar, go line for line, like Kobe in '99. I'm so close to prime. That bitch from my side is so close behind. We living in a the moment, there's no post to buy. you She think there was a deal that I'm supposed to sign. The game's just a mountain that I'm supposed to climb. I remember, man, 11 years old when I made it to go. Up a fair
1: deal, I relate. Hello, to welcome home. back to Film Soliloquy, uh, the podcast where we trade movies and make each other watch them, and then we get to review them. And yada, yada, yada. My name is Jeff.
0: And I'm With Jason. is
1: Jason. That's him. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's Jason. Yeah, All me. right. Well, uh, well. the good news is, is that uh, we both get to review a movie this week. I don't have to ever sit through The Hangover Part 3 again. What a great day that today is.
0: <laughs>
1: so let's just, let's just, I, have you listened to that review yet? No, not yet. Okay. Well, you can't, e- the movie is that bad that you can't even listen to me review it. Okay. It's horrible.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not one of my favorite films for sure. And I'm glad I gave it to you. So you're, you know, you have a great disdain for it. And I'm sure it's great for the the listening audience. And I will definitely partake on uh, tonight's adventure. Uh, listen to it before I go to sleep.
1: Cool. Well, uh, <laughs> let's jump right in. So, we have a to review.
0: Hell yeah. I want to go first. Okay.
1: You're good. I'll step back then.
0: Listen. Okay. Mm, let me. Uh, who, who suggested this bullshit? I mean, cut that out right quick. <laughs>
1: no, that's staying in. <laughs> PG <PG-13>. 13.
0: <laughs> Man. This, so,
1: All right, okay. so he- this movie is something that I saw a lot as. A teenager, I went and saw it in the theater, and Scott uh, from Budget Arcade, you know, lifelong friend of mine, he reminded me that I had seen this and wondered if you had seen it.
0: Man, you know damn well I ain't seen this movie.
1: (laughs) I wasn't sure.
0: (laughs) Nah, so this movie is virtuosity. I mean, when you tell me the cast, it sounds pretty good. Like, you got Denzel Washington, you got Russell Crowe. Uh, You got William Forsythe, which I only know him from Blue Streak, and I love him on Blue Streak. You know, he's pretty good on that. Man, so this movie was released in, uh, what, 1995, and it definitely uh, definitely didn't age well, in my opinion. But anyway, so uh, this movie follows uh, Lieutenant Parker Barnes, who is played by Denzel Washington, and he tries to track down this... Got the serial killer that's like made up, man. He's like a computer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his his module number is Sid 6.7, and he's basically created by this sadistic programmer who's there's he doesn't even in the in the thing, he doesn't even show like any motivation of why he did this. He just I don't know. It's kinda like if I want to quote the Dark Knight, he just wants to see the world burn, I guess. I mean there's no motivation of why he wanted to put all these personalities into this one module and then release him upon the world through artificial uh creation through some genetic testing and some bullshit man leave this movie so uh, everyone everyone's
1: <laughs> following very well right now uh so if i may Go ahead. The reason, Sid, six point seven. You've skipped a lot. Okay. So the well, reason, Sid I mean, 6. I, 7 I was just... going to
0: go. I was going to go back, but I wanted to get that out of my chest right quick. I got a lot. Okay. Of okay stuff all right. To go ahead.
1: Then I too. then I will I will fill in the blanks as necessary. I'll back down. Go ahead.
0: Anyway. All right. So let me start from the beginning. All right. So <clears throat> Denzel Washington's character. You think he's a cop? He's in this virtual reality world, and they're doing some testing. And I, I may have missed it. Anyway. So he's doing this testing and oh my god this movie is so terrible i can't even get can't it believe, out
1: i can't believe you hate it this much like <laughs> it's a, it's an action movie at the very least it's an action movie
0: like when everyone uh, all ahead. the cops miss everyone can't shoot <laughs> they can't,
1: can't fire their going. weapons I'm properly s- i'm sorry go
0: anyway <laughs> anyway so he's in this virtual reality world He's, he's actually a I actually kind of like his backstory all right he used to be a cop and now he's a conv, convicted murder selling uh, murderer um who has been sentenced to 16 years imprisonment and through many many flashbacks and this is told throughout several flashbacks that take the duration of the entire movie to get the damn thing out yes. basically what happened is uh, this one killer uh, I think is what was his name um it's a Hell donna I know I I forgot the, the actual killer's name. Um, I might cut it in here or something. Anyway, so uh, doesn't matter. Anyway, so he he actually imprisons um Denzel Washington's family, his wife and his daughter. puts them because he's a political activist who's who likes to murder people um, for stage. Anyway, so he, he locks him up. He puts a bomb in a room. And Denzel Washington fights through it. He finds where there are, fights through it, open the door, and the kid and his wife blow up. Um, The room blows up in this magnificent explosion. You can see the effing uh, string attached to the back of Denzel Washington's (laughs) back as it pulls him back. They ain't even CG that thing out good enough. (laughs) There was no... I don't know where the budget of this film went to. And they probably spent all their money on that explosion. Anyway. You can clearly see the damn string attached to his back pulling him back. It's horrible. I oh, Jesus. Anyway, blows his arm off, which they do a bad job of that too. You can clearly see he just has his hand behind his back with some blood and her squirting <laughs> 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 So Denzel Washington goes around and there's film camera crew uh filming um the sadistic murderer, political murderer, or whatever he is. I don't know. so he's filming them. Denzel Washington goes over there, seeks his revenge, killing all his henchmen, kills him, and then these dumbass reporters uh, turn, a, a, turn a blind corner, put the camera on him, and he blasts him, too. I did the same thing, man. I mean, come on, man. Like, what the hell? Yeah. you <laughs> you going to get shot. <laughs> so that's why he's serving uh, he's a 16-year sentence. I assume it's manslaughter. Um, it's not no second-degree murder or third-degree murder. like That's manslaughter. So that's why he's serving the sentence. Um, they he's in the the prison system is abysmal, man. I'll tell you on that. It's like I don't know. Everyone has a phone book in their jail cell; that they can rip up and throw pieces of paper. <laughs> <laughs> not even
1: about that. So he's walking down to like the, they put him in the wrong cell block, and like everybody's like yelling the entire time in the cell block. And they're throwing, I guess, newspapers? I don't know, but you're right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean, dude, it's supposed to be the future. Everyone still has a phone book? Come on, man. <laughs>
1: paper everywhere.
0: Anyway, I mean, it's just basically to show that he's not liked. Um, no one likes him on a cell block. The cops don't like him because he used to be an ex-cop that killed innocent people. I mean, it's just basically selling that he's, his life sucks, man. And, and it truly does. Anyway, um, yada yada yada. Some stuff happens. Um, <laughs> wow! Uh, <laughs> Try not no. to be too thorough, okay? <laughs> no, So what happens is this sadistic programmer uh, tricks this one guy. Golly, I'm terrible at these names. You know what? I had it. I had this review envisioned in my head going better, but uh, now that it's coming out, it's 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 coming out the way I enjoyed this movie. Terrible. So he tricks this one guy who is into and I, I forgot all the technical terms they use in the movie, but they build Android bodies. Right. Um, that can manufacture themselves. If they get injured, they can use um, the molecular molecules of glass to re-engineer themselves. And they show a great demonstration of that where you get some type of small ass anaconda and cuts his tail off. And then uh, he takes the anaconda and puts them near glass and. He restructures his tail back. Uh, this one guy who builds all that technology is infatuated with one of these uh, programs called Sheila three point two, and uh, I mean she's just freaky, man. You know she likes to do some things for a piece of change, stuff like that, and he wants in it. <laughs> I mean he's all about it. He wants to create this person. And this dude, like he takes the chip of Sid six point seven and puts it into module of Sheila three point two, so that it appears that. He's creating um, Sheila, but he's really creating Sid. And the dude, like, you can see this capsule. It kind of looks like a cocoon, of you know, like a, you know how like it looks Ter-
1: exactly like a cocoon.
0: Yeah, I mean, y- you've seen Terminator, and that shit was made in like the '80s or some shit like that. I don't know. And it looked way better than this. <laughs> this is like years <laughs> later, a decade later. And so it's like this nasty ass cocoon looks like a. Uh, that stupid? What's that What's that cool movie? Anyway, I forgot. Those, I forgot oh, the movie thought. Cocoon? Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> 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 oh, it looks like it was a broke-ass cocoon. So anyway, the, he, his body emerges and the first stupid-ass line of the movie comes where the guy is expecting Sheila and he clearly sees this man and his dingleberries hanging out. It's clearly Russell Crowe, right? Who is Sid 6.7. And she goes, he goes, is that you, Sheila, or some, some... And <laughs> immediately, immediately, dies. I mean, it's, it's, it's... <laughs> duh. <laughs> uh, so I mean, he's he wants to go around and create carnage. He's if um he's programmed that a lot of his uh, personalities that are in there are like Adolf Hitler. Uh, I saw Jeffrey Dahmer in there. Um, oh, Charles John Manson. Gacy yeah a whole bunch of like you know sick bastards um that anyway, yeah yeah there's bad personalities and one of the personalities is the killer Jeff epstein
1: oh he's not that no, I'm some kid no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but i uh, like uh one of the main one of the killers <clears throat> is um you know the fake uh the, the character in the movie who killed uh, denzel washington's family He's in there, too. The political activist turn, you know, daily. And uh, Denzel Washington is convinced that um, that predominant personality is taking over all the other personalities. So you're telling me that he beats out Adolf Hitler? Uh, Let me let me pause there, man. Let me let me let me pull in Jeff and fill in some blanks that I missed for the beginning portion of the movie before I hit the middle where. I mean, exchange- so
1: far, you're good. I can explain the reason that this fictional killer comes to the surface is because it's specifically up against um, Denzel Washington and it's just pulling that personality forward. It, okay, so there's one scene that you, you missed that we gotta say. So, they're doing their training in the virtual reality and they, oh, they say, that. how did you know that Sid six point seven was in that restaurant, and the reason he knows, and he explains, he goes, he goes colon, parentheses, and then he turns it sideways, and he goes, "That's a smiley face. It's what people used to use in the past to sign off on their email." (laughs) Listen, that's how I knew he was in there.
0: (laughs) That is the most stupid.
1: (laughs) It's so dumb. It was dumb when I saw it. I was like teenager. Like me and Scott were laughing like, what <laughs> listen,
0: and that whole fight, and I know I'm I know I missed it and I'm I don't know how I did, but that whole fight when they're in there where he shoots the gun point blank through that partition, right? Yeah. You can see the shadow, he misses, right? And then mm-hmm. after they all miss and start <laughs> going through each partition, they're his partner, which is another uh convict, right? Denzel Washington's partner They get separated by feet, like merely feet from each other, and the and Russell Crowe's character uh, obtains him, right, and kidnaps him. Where the hell is Denzel? Why he's literally like two feet away. Like I immediately, when I was watching this, I was thinking of all the times we played Warzone, and one of us get down, then we're feet away from each other, yelling out help and it just feels like the help never comes <laughs> 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 that's what uh, <laughs> hey i was busy <laughs> yeah i was busy eating sushi or some shit <laughs> that's, that's what they're eating in the anyway <sighs> <sighs> Uh, the first big battle exchange. Um, you can see how uh, he he likes to obtain an audience. He goes to some nightclub and he he's making all the uh, the oh, members, yeah. he's making everyone there <laughs> scream and record their voice and making an orchestra with it and. Denzel Washington comes in um, after well, after four cops come in and get obliterated. They're like, hey, freeze, and he just shoots all four of them. I mean, none of them exchange fire with him. It's still like that. so bad. And then Denzel Washington comes and blasts him in the back, which is cool, right? So then it kind of shows the vulnerability um, of Sid six point seven in that body.
1: But And I um, thought of you when that happened, because I was like, he better shoot first, otherwise Jason's gonna be pissed. (laughs) <laughs> i can see like if he went up to him and tried to talk to me like why wouldn't you just shoot him <laughs>
0: and so i was, I was
1: glad that dizel shot him first because i was like well all right
0: yeah and then it shows that his uh, he's really he i mean he can take damage uh, but he's still kind of resistant to bullets like he's still able to to run around and evade and escape and then he just repairs himself by you know sticking his arm out and well actually he was. He goes into the cop car and he ends up chewing uh, the this the the shattered glass that's on top of the the, the dashboard and he's chewing it and he's re uh, you know reanimating uh, himself. Um, and that, that was pretty cool. And uh, uh, there's a car chase that's pretty sad. Um, Denzel Washington shooting <laughs> out of the the car and they. I don't know why he had to make some type of maneuver to, like, fishtail so he can shoot him with a shotgun once in the stomach. Uh, He jumps off a bridge. (laughs) He survives. (laughs) Denzel Washington's mad. (laughs) And then this is where... um, Oh, by the way, um, one of his... uh, uh, The person that's tagging along with Denzel Washington is one of the researchers uh, of this program and she wants to do... she wants to see a story is is she's basically acting as if she's a journalist but she's not it's stupid (laughs) she has no reason to be with him other than yeah other than her just she has a morbid yeah other than later yeah other than her morbid curiosity which she should know that uh he knows everything about her and yet she always she always leaves her daughter anyway Lo and behold, she gets kidnapped with big whoop de doo because you knew that shit was gonna happen. <laughs> anyway, I know I'm skipping a lot of stuff. Let me just go to the part no, that go I hate. Ahead. Let me go to the yeah. part that I hate the most about this film. All right, <clears throat> so here we go. So the daughter gets kidnapped, right? Mm-hmm. And he is um, he took over a TV station, okay, a TV station, and it's Oopsie. basically. Um, Oh, my bad. So Russell Crowe's character, Sid 6.7, takes over Mm -hmm. a TV station and he turns it into murder TV and he wants to murder people on live television. And then he gets his ratings through phone calls. Right. (laughs) Right. Because it's the future. (laughs) It's the future. So (laughs) instead of looking at ratings through the television, you have to get phone calls to appease or
1: (laughs) concurrent views on a streaming service.
0: (laughs) Dude, you're watching it. If the uh, anyway, yeah. so the like Denzel Washington's brilliant idea is like make sure whatever you do, cut the phone lines to this building because I know what he wants. He wants to get the views, but the views come through the telephone. It's the weirdest <laughs> 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 So he's about to murder this guy, right? And the phone lines cut out, and he gets pissed, right? Fine, I don't care. <laughs> that part, I'm like, all right, I can forget about it. All right, it's stupid, but I can forget about it. He he shows on live television. I have to give him like his little monologue of him like having uh, dialogue on how he's going to murder people and he's going to blow up um, this one this. Uh, I'm going to just call her a reporter, even though she's not the reporter's daughter. <laughs> she's going to, she's mm-hmm. going to blow her up on live TV and he puts an, uh, clock of two hours in there. And I'm like, shit, I got to wait another two hours for this film to be over with. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I, dear God, I hope there's some type of movie magic that makes this go faster. Thank hey, God there is. <laughs> revenge
1: for all the marathons you give me.
0: <laughs> anyway, so the timer is going off. Got two hours, right? There is, uh. Denzel Washington. I forgot how he gets up there, but he I, Oh yeah, that's right. He Denzel Washington um, gets framed, right? This is another stupid part from at the back up a little oh, bit. Oh, yes. This is yeah.
1: extremely dumb. Yeah.
0: yeah. He gets framed for uh, so Sis 6.7 takes captive of a um, a hostage on the train station. And he clearly knows or it it clearly shows and evidence to prove it that denzel washington did not kill this innocent bystander he was killed by sid 6.7 yet everyone wants out wants his blood and wants him dead so all the cops are actually chasing denzel washington and sid 6.7 but they're mainly focused on denzel washington so <clears throat> when right so when Denzel Washington starts to storm the TV station tower. All the cops are chasing him, so he has to run through these cops, these berate of bullets, and they're magically missing him as well. Uh, he gets through the elevator, presses the button, and I don't know about you, but when I get in the elevator, that shit takes forever to close. His clothes <laughs> are instantaneous, and then the cops are like, damn, we missed him.
1: <laughs> this is the future. They got really nice elevators in the
0: future. He encounters Sid. They have a chase and a gunfight. They're shooting at each other. They're climbing up uh, through this tower, and they're—he's Sid—is just shooting them. They're—they're they're shooting each other up, well, shooting at each other. Um, Sid got a bunch of bullet holes in him, and you can clearly see that he's battle damaged. And they're—they're uh, they're fighting on this like corridor, like this uh, scavenger, like kind of like a scot, like a, a makeshifts sc- something. Ow! No, man. There's just fighting on the roof. Of, fighting on the roof of like the it looks like the construct that the, they haven't finished the construction on top of the building. Anyway, it's stupid, man. Like Sid's running, he turns around, Denzel Washington cowers behind a pillar, and then they run again, run another twenty feet, they exchange fire. I mean, it's so stupid. Anyway, um, I'm trying to say how I want to say this next. <laughs> 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 so they catch up with each other, right? and denzel washington uh jumps uh like five feet <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> it's not an incredible long jump he's clearly winded they're fighting their their fist of cups right and denzel washington gets the better of russell crow and throws him over this what is that <clears throat> what is that thing called like the sky like a skylight yeah. i would say Yeah, It's a roof
1: made out of glass.
0: Yeah, so he he throws him over the glass and he falls through it and the shards of glass cut him to pieces, right? Sid 6.7. He throws 6.7 over. He gets cut into pieces and he goes down there nonchalant and you can see Sid's like missing both legs, both of his arms, and he's like coughing up this green goo, which is that nanotechnology type of stuff. And... Like he, Denzel Washington goes over there like he's defeated him. I'm like, bro, do you not see all this effing glass around him? (laughs) This is how Mm the man regenerates. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm getting to the part that I hate about this movie the most, all right? So clearly, clearly, um, WrestleCrow regenerates one of his arms quickly and starts to grab. the back of Denzel Washington's head and starts to force him down to, you know, to impale him through the throat of the glass while he's starting to regenerate himself. So Denzel Washington like grabs the computer chip, right? That's in the, it's like built into his brain. He rips it out and and he's defeated him, right? The, the arms start regenerating, the legs start regenerating, and he has a chip. And then the, the sadistic computer programmer goes, aha, you defeated him, but now you'll never know where his daughter is. Where her daughter is, and the the mom freaks out. No, what have you done? And Denzel Washington kind of looks defeated. And so, mind you, the timer has been going off for two hours, right? So they've been fighting. Mm-hmm. I don't know for like thirty minutes, maybe thirty-five minutes. You would assume he has to climb up this, had to go up the elevator, do a monologue, fight, exchange gunfire, blah, blah blah. Cops got called. Cops got removed. They're fighting blah. So let's just assume 35, 45 minutes go by, right? So there's an hour and fifteen minutes left. All right <laughs> so and I'm going to spoiler this part too because it's not depicted this way but basically um time gets reverted back so then they're back on the same roof and it so happened that Sid defeated the guy this time he threw Denzel Washington overboard and already I knew on my own, there's some type of virtual reality again. Obviously, yeah, it's not a <laughs> secret. The movie's not yeah. trying to hide anything. Yeah, again. and so Sid thinks he's defeated Denzel Washington. He goes over to the mom. He's like, ah hey, you know, I won." Blah blah blah. And she goes, "Where's my daughter?" And he's 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 like, "Well, click your heel three times, and uh, she'll appear." And he bangs on the like the a ventilation vent right behind her, and she happens to be in that vent. And the Denzel Washington appears. And is like, "Ha ha!" You know, mm-hmm. you could take us out. Daddy. Yeah, and he's like, "What? I'm in the box." <laughs> and uh, all right so this is where it gets stupid okay so <laughs> he pulls the cop in the real world pulls out the woman first uh because of the the program it's like well i gotta pull her out first uh, we need to make sure she's fine and i'm like this dumb ass is gonna <laughs> is listening to this guy so he pulls her out first and then while he's like hey we need to pull out denzel washington now all of a sudden, he hits this button to activate a chair to push him on the ground, and then he starts beating the hell out of the cop, which is William Forsythe. He gets beat, he gets bludgeoned to death. I'm like, are you yeah. serious? And who you're
1: talking about is the guy who created 66.7.
0: Who's is, like this? So the cop? Who's a squirrely guy, like right. no muscle in his bones whatsoever. I like his voice. He has a menacing voice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, I mean, he gets overtaken by this squirrely guy with a cane beating him over the head, and I just couldn't believe it. I was dumbfounded. I'm like, how are there not other cops there to assist you? How can you fall for this stupid trick and get killed? And so Denzel Washington escapes out of it because the the woman pulls him out before his brain turns into scrambled eggs. And that's something you'll see a couple times, once (laughs) in the beginning and once at the end. (laughs) And so uh, Sid is, is locked in there basically forever right and so then he's like well I know where the location of your daughter is now let's go get her so you telling me uh, the next scene they fly a helicopter back to that same location right Denzel Washington gets out go to the ventilation staff and his mom's about to open the door he goes wait don't do that I know this booby trap there and then the cops are like bomb squads five minutes away so you telling me Are you telling me? (laughs) (laughs) So you telling me, right? Denzel Washington has to do every gosh darn thing in this damn movie by himself. So not only that he fights Sid, pulls out his computer chip. He then has to fly that computer chip, go back to the main building, reprogram an entire city, delete some of the memory of 6.7 so he doesn't remember Losing to Denzel Washington. Recreate this artificial intelligence arena. Have the fight. Discover where he is. Call it in. Gets over there by helicopter. Flies to the building. And there's only like maybe five minutes left. So oh, an hour and 55 minutes has passed. And the bomb squad is still five minutes away. (laughs) Well, the bomb squad didn't know where he was. Dude, you telling me. They didn't know where she was. So the whole time when he's on his way (laughs) to the building in the helicopter where there are already cops meeting him there, the bomb squad is still five minutes away. So what you want to tell me
1: is that Marky Mark (laughs) can yell his name, whipping a gun around in the middle of a basketball game. Nobody says anything because snitches get stitches and you're worried about the bomb
0: squad? The bomb squad? His job is to defuse bombs. And they had two <laughs> they hours. They don't know that there's a bomb. <laughs> they know it's a bomb. They've seen it on national They don't know television.
1: where the bomb is.
0: <sighs> it's so terrible. Anyway, he defuses it. He defuses <laughs> it. I'm obviously. only defending
1: it just because it's fun.
0: <laughs> he defuses it obviously he diffuses it
1: <laughs> so here's what gets me this is the part the diffusal of the bomb is everything he thinks to try there's a little computer and sid pops up ah, ah, ah i already thought of that or whatever and mm-hmm. then time ticks a little faster and so the way he fixes this is he pulls like a tube
0: yeah he pulls like a fiber, a fiber optic cyber fiber optic rod fiber optic tube out of his synthetic arm the most
1: gigantic are those real like is that our fiber like fiber optics as i know them are very thin they're like a little bit thicker than human hair yeah he pulls (laughs) like a huge tube out and it's like
0: it's the size of a. Three. It's like a catheter tube. Is what is the head in his arm? It like he's
1: it's bigger than that. Better not be. No sir. <laughs> no sir. But he pulls it out and he plugs it into this thing, and that's how he deactivates it. It, it makes no sense from a computer standpoint. It's I don't like, get it. But I need
0: to know what the input and the output is, and he has three choices. Please be right, and obviously he gets it right. I mean, and then boom, movie's over. Yep, that's it that's it Yeah, oh, that's it. it's a good good film you know I had uh, so I, I was thinking about it when I was going to do the review I had like my no I, I didn't have notes I can't lie I didn't have notes but I had it clear like a clear vision of what I wanted to say and how the movie progressed and how uh, terrible uh, the acting is and all that stuff um, Russell Crowe did a pretty good job he sounds he sounds like a sick bastard for sure <clears throat> his monologue was kind of cool uh, his laughs were hysterical and um, scary at the same time.
1: Like Joker-esque. At yeah, a, like, a,
0: yeah, so I mean that, that part was pretty cool, but the storyline, the visual effects, like the scene when Denzel Washington gets thrown off the roof by Sid 6.7, you can see the strings mm-hmm. attached to him, too. Again, I'm like, <laughs> they are again. <laughs> I mean, they put no effort into that. It's They ain't even Kinda use fishing like line. A, it was black. Like a cheetah. <laughs>
1: Harold and Kubar.
0: Yep. Yeah, that cheetah's that's bl- blatant. <laughs> <laughs> so, I know I skipped over a bunch, but I, that's pretty much the film. No, you I mean, really
1: didn't. Yeah, you covered it pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can even read it on Wikipedia, like the plot, and I pretty much covered all of that. And, uh, yeah, it's, don't do yourself a favor. Don't watch this. It's terrible. Don't watch it. I think it's really terrible. Letter. It's, it's a D minus. It's a D minus.
1: <laughs> oh, almost an F. Almost. almost. So so a, what kept it from being an F at like good performances, I guess, or
0: Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe?
1: Yeah, okay, that's what I figured. Yep. I, I obviously can't argue. That's the whole point. D minus. You hear that, Scott? You're improving. You, you gave him an F. Now a D minus. You just keep giving us these suggestions. We'll get him up to a C sooner or later. Movie almost as good as John Wick.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's very close to that rating, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll never live this down.
0: I don't understand how you got. I mean, all right. I I even envision myself like traveling back in time, sitting in a the movie theater when I'm like eight years old or something like that. How old was I when this film came out? Nine, nine years old, and I'm like, would I eat? Would my nine year old me like this movie? And the answer is hell no. This movie is terrible, <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> uh, I still it hold. I anyway, I'm not gonna defend it. You said it's a D minus. It's a D minus. Uh, so it is my turn, and you gave me Think Like a Man. Um, let me pull up IMDb here. You gave me Think Like a Man. It came out in 2012. It was directed by Tim Story, who notably directed the Fantastic Four movies, the ones with Chris Evans. Uh, it stars Making Good, Jerry Ferrara, Michael Early, Regina Hall, Kevin Hart, Tajiri P. Her name is not- Henson. Yeah. H- Henson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's more. Like, there's. Um, uh, Romany Malco, who you know as the guy from, um,
0: 40 year old, Virgin. 40
1: year old Virgin, um, Gabrielle Union, of course. Uh, and then a cameo by Chris Brown, who, um, also Kelly Rowland's in this, uh, briefly, she has a cameo from, um, Destiny's Child, uh, yeah, was she yeah, buying so, the house at the
0: end? I forgot, right? She was buying the house at the end, I think.
1: No. Oh, no. That's such a good scene. Uh, but no, she was at the bar. The guy, the woman oh, that turns yeah. down Kevin Hart, and then um, uh, Zeke goes up to her, and he's able to pull the number. Yep. Uh, so this this movie is about a group of friends, uh, a group of men who are all having their different dating issues, and Kevin Hart narrates most of the movie. His character is mostly like the the big comic relief guy. His story doesn't really come into it uh, that much. Basically, he's getting a divorce and uh, all his friends are going through other things. So how I'm going to refer to these characters, because I can't remember them all, is there's the player, as Kevin Hart describes him, who is is Zeke, uh, who is played by Romany Malco. There is the mama's boy, who is played by terrence J. Mm-hmm. um terrence jenkins it's just billed as terrence J. uh there is jeremy who is played by jerry ferreira uh there's another guy who's the happily married guy so uh the jeff in the is, film is,
0: i love it because every time when i was watching it even when i watched it back then i'm like hey he man that's, is that's
1: jeff he's really funny uh played by gary Owens. you're talking about bennett And then Mm -hmm. there's Michael early who plays the dreamer. And I think that's all of them. Uh, So basically it's a story of four relationships um, because the happily married guy who has been, it really doesn't play that much of a role. He's just there to make one liners and and say things that are racist. And his friends are predominantly black, but he they're not like overtly racist. Like so there's a scene, okay. There's a couple un. Uh, this came out in 2012, and it really shows you how much the world has changed since 2012, even, because there's a lot of homophobic jokes in this movie, things being called gay, like playing violin, which, you know, hasn't aged well. Um, one of the things I also texted Jason about was like, Chris Brown. Did, was he starring in this before or after the incident with Rihanna? And it was after. How this guy is getting film roles after beating his girlfriend is beyond me. But uh, I digress.
0: I have to agree. Um, Heck, that definitely yeah, wouldn't go up. That wouldn't bode well now.
1: Right. And the gay jokes wouldn't bode well now. But that's those two things. Uh, Well, he... yeah. That they, they would not float today. but uh, So this movie is about these men and also their love interests. And everything revolves around a book written by Steve Harvey called Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man.
0: And it's a real book.
1: It's a real book actually written by Steve Harvey that's in the world. And there he is on a daytime talk show. And there's constant clips of him talking about this book, giving advice that is apropos to the women in this story. So the women in the story is, let's start off with Maya. Uh, She ends up being the love interest of the player, Zeke. Maya is dating, uh, like, is like on a one night, it's not meant to be a one night stand. She's not there for a one night stand with Chris Brown, Uh, but she wakes him up put some coffee by the bedside table including two cups of coffee hers and his and then she goes in the bathroom he takes off takes both coffees and calls her megan and she's like it's my asshole
0: and mind you like he made the conscious decision he left first with one cup
1: right with just one cup of coffee and he thinks about it turns around and grabs the other and leaves um Then, uh, you know, so she's like, okay, she's tired of these guys who just hit it and quit it. And I can't remember how she comes across. Probably just saw Steve Harvey on TV. Then there's uh, Lauren, who is this wealthy entrepreneur, executive woman, very powerful and very accomplished, who sees Steve Harvey on TV. And Steve Harvey's telling this woman in the audience on the TV show saying, the reason you can't get a man is your standards are way, way, way too high. You know, maybe you just need to bring them down a little bit. This scene happens immediately after he tells another, Steve Harvey tells another woman on the show that maybe your standards are too low, which is Maya sees that I'm remembering now. She's like, okay, maybe I need to raise my standard. Regina Hall plays a single mother who's watching the show and Steve Harvey gives very good advice. Like most of the advice from Steve Harvey in this movie is really sound. Like I can't even poke holes in it. It's great advice. Um but it, probably his best piece of advice is, is don't wait if you're a a mother, a single mother, don't wait to tell your prospective man that you have a child. It shouldn't because If you wait three months to tell him, you'll have wasted three months of time if he takes off. And that's great advice. Be open and honest. And, uh, you know, he gives really good advice. My only thing is is this movie is such a commercial for this book. Like, there's so many eye-rolling moments where the characters stop and they say, Well, you know, Steve Harvey says that, you know, and they quote the book and then they hold the book up. Here I brought you a copy, and they, you know, hand it to someone else. Like, I don't know the story of how this movie got financed, but it is a commercial for Steve Harvey's book.
0: I Would you agree? It. D- I didn't even huh? buy it, but yep, I agree. That doesn't whether you buy it or not. It's irrelevant. <laughs>
1: it's a, it's, it's a movie that is meant to sell copies of a book. Which is crazy. Yeah. The surprising thing is, is that it's still really funny and better than a movie meant to sell one product should be. It's kind of like, you remember the movie Wizard? No. Or The Wiz? No, The Wizard. Where it, they it's just to sell Super Mario Brothers 3 and that movie was awful.
0: <laughs> this no.
1: movie... You're meant to sell the book. At least there's good stories here because you have four stories. Like,
0: it's like great storytelling along with, you know, captured, uh, you know, discussions and decisions uh, for the book. So, yeah, it's pretty good.
1: Right. It, it, it does a good job of there's these four situations where the book applies. Um. So we have our characters. I think I've hit them all. um Yeah, so Regina Hall, okay, and Gabrielle Union is dating Jeremy, and she's ready to get married, and he's not, he's immature, and they play up immaturity as being geeky, Uh, they almost equate it to the same thing, because he has all these posters, and he loves geeky things, but they equate that to being immature.
0: Like he hasn't grown up in life, too, yeah, they're kind of putting him down in that way.
1: Right. Well, there is that he has not matured, but it's not because he likes geeky things.
0: And, and he being doesn't geeky want to get
1: is up. like the nope. first step that Gabriel Union takes is throws all his crap, not out, but boxes it up and gets it out. You know. Yep. Um,
0: he holds on to his, you know, his favorite college, you know, his college dorm room couch, right? Yeah. And he so and his inability think, to keep a job or well, get his dream job, so.
1: So I'm going to review this in, in, in two parts. I'm going to tell a story before there's a twist and, and then the story after. Because <clears throat> each of these characters, their stories kind of pace at the same time. So Maya and Zeke meet at a bar and they go on a date. And Maya, after reading um, Steve Harvey's book, has decided she's going to put a 90-day rule, no sex with any potential partner for 90 days. So this kind of is almost reminiscent of the story of 40 year old virgin where they kind of set these dates. She's even marking the calendar off saying, hey, you know, these dates. And so it's forcing Zeke and her to convince, to, to get to know each other. Right. And she even takes advice from her best friend to wear really ugly underwear as a way where if she's tempted to sleep with him, she'll remember she has this embarrassing underwear on and, and that will get her to cut things off. Um, you know, which is, I, I think is good advice. Uh,
0: and it works.
1: It works, it's, it's, it works <laughs> a couple times here in, in the movie. Um, and I got to say, this is normally your thing. You're normally the guy that grunts when there's a, like a, a good looking woman on the movie. Megan Good looks amazing in this movie. She's stunning to me. The girl, the actress who plays Maya. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm not going to grunt like you do, but she's (laughs) stunning. Um, And so they're dating and everything's going good. Uh, Zeke is an aspiring, not an aspiring, but he used to be a singer and he's kind of given up on his dream a little bit, but, Maya pushes him towards doing that. She has some connections at a record label thing, and she's making that happen for him. So we get there. That's the first half of their story. Um, and I'm forgetting scenes. So the whole time, so Zeke's house houses a lot of the scenes, and Kevin Hart is always at Zeke's house, <laughs> yes. to the point where I think he just lives there. Like, he every- makes a Zeke will come home. Like, Zeke will be gone, and he'll come home, and Kevin Hart is just there.
0: With the refrigerator open, drinking milk from the from the right. from the bottle, and then he's
1: like bossing Zeke around. Zeke's like cooking. And he's like, and you know, he's got a good physique, and he's cooking. And uh, Kevin Hart's like, "Could you put a shirt on, man? Come on, no one else is here to see you." Just <laughs> it's like he just found it disturbing. Kevin Hart's really good in this. Like he steals every scene he's in. Um, okay, so let's pick another story here. So we got. Um, regina hall and the mama's boy they meet at a bookstore they apparently were in uh school together and he's matured and he's a much more handsome looking guy and of course she looks amazing and he's like hey i'd like to take you out sometime she goes or can we go get a coffee right now she's like no i gotta pick up my son and he goes oh you have a son and so she immediately is prepared for this to shut down any relationship they're going to have but he's like okay how about tomorrow he clearly doesn't care that she is a single mom doesn't bother him so that's very encouraging to her she's already let him know up front hey i have a son and you know you need to be okay with that so right off the bat we're doing everything
0: by the book doing just it right, as the, you know just as the book she's
1: literally that. at the bookstore buying the steve harvey book yep uh and so they're getting along pretty well until they go to his mom's house. He brings Regina home to meet his mother and the mama's boy, Terrence J, the mama's boy is just that. Like, and not only is he a mama's boy, but she's like particularly controlling over him, like, sees that this woman and she immediately hates Regina Hall like starts talking trash like she's like
0: doesn't even know call her is, by her right name oh Tandis. Right, like her name him. is candice but he calls she calls her Tandis.
1: <laughs> and whose name is Tandis?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah so she um mama as i'll say uh, the mama's boy mom is immediately making him like so far as regina halls oh i've heard so much about you and the mama's boy oh i've heard nothing about you And uh, Terrence J is going, what are you talking about? We talked about her last night, you know, and they go into his room and his childhood bedroom. And you find out that he stays there on Sunday night, Sunday nights are for mama and they always will be. And so mom is trying to break this relationship up and, you know, Regina Hall can tell, Hey, this guy it's kind of worrisome. It's a huge red flag as it should be. Um, so we head to, uh, to Jerry Henson, uh, to Taraji Henson, excuse me. Uh, she plays a, again, a wealthy, successful woman and she has high standards. And unlike the rest of the women in this movie, she's resistant to Steve Harvey's ideas. She calls it a silly book. She just doesn't want anything to do with it. She thinks that her standards are just fine. Uh, so she's meeting Regina Hall at a restaurant. They're best friends. And they're discussing their love life. And there's a chef behind the line who's played by Michael L. Ely. And he's one of the guys in the group. And he's the, the dreamer. dreamer. Like He has dreams of being a chef. and uh, But he's just a line cook right now. And they have him actually doing some valet. They pull him from the kitchen to do valet, which is weird to me. But I used to work in a restaurant, and that that's kind of nuts. But um, so he pulls uh, a really expensive car up, but then he notices that um, Lauren, who's the character's name sees him and she's like, Ooh, he's a good looking guy. So he chases her down in this like Ferrari or whatever. And he can't even get the damn windows open to try to talk to her at the stoplight. Uh, so he just opens the door and you know, they set up a date for whenever. And, but again, he's a line cook. He doesn't make a lot of money. He got fired from that job he was just at for taking this customer's car. And, um, but they start dating And pretty much immediately, he gets found out that he's not this successful chef, but that he is actually working catering at an event that she's speaking at. So they find out pretty quick. But uh, Regina Hall talks her into continuing the relationship because, A, he's a really good dude and he likes her and he doesn't treat her like trash. And they have a really good rapport and he cares about her. And they have a lot of, they have everything else. That you want in a relationship, but she can't get past the, the fact that he doesn't make a lot of money. She she requires her partner to be as successful as she is. Yep. But they're and still she's dating. Basically,
0: she's basically like a CEO of a company. So she's right. really she's, wealthy.
1: Like her first scene you see her and she's running on a treadmill in her huge Skyrise apartment. That's This is what, New York City? I believe in I honestly can't remember what city it's in. It might've been Chicago, but, um, any, no, it definitely wasn't Chicago. I don't remember. It doesn't matter, but she's in one of these tall high rise, super expensive apartments. Um, and I think that's all our relationships. Oh no, we got to get to Gabrielle union and, and, Jeremy. So like I said, Gabrielle union wants to get married. He doesn't care. She. Th- Uh, well, he does care, but he's just not motivated. He's a really kind of laid-back guy. And he doesn't know how to set his priorities. And so she throws his stuff out, makes him get a job. And this relationship is one of the ones that just isn't really going that great, at least for Jeremy. He's not happy. She's making him apply for jobs and, you know, all this. And so... Basically, all the guys, not all of them, Dominic, who's played by Michael e. That's a dreamer. He is perfectly happy. He's actually doing everything right. You know, um, he's doesn't really need to grow that much. Uh, he's a good dude. Right. Um, Don't forget this uh, most, one
0: relationship you have. Don't forget Kevin Hart. He's a divorced.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's divorced. Said, yeah. Oh, I he, said
1: that but it doesn't really you don't see the, his his ex-wife until very late in the movie. She plays very little role other than a couple scenes where he's on the phone yelling and she's yelling back. I mean I know that
0: he plays the comic relief for sure, but he does play in the, the decision that he makes. like everything he he says he's not he doesn't he doesn't want to see anybody in a relationship that he's in. He he thinks that his marriage is not is not for is not conducive in a relationship he doesn't
1: that's true yeah he's definitely so you have um you have bennett who's the happily married guy who's like hey marriage is great if you do it right and then kevin hart would play the opposite side of that saying marriage is terrible you should be a free man yep um okay so about halfway so this is a romantic comedy and it follows a lot of romantic comedy tropes the main one being that someone is acting or pretending to be someone that they are not they get found out and then the other party has to figure out a way to get this hurt lover back it's the plot of almost every romantic comedy i've ever seen
0: yeah it follows that i mean, that line uh to the so
1: top. right so the men find out that these women are using steve harvey's book and uh, with the exception of Dominic, again, the chef, they all are like, we can use this to take advantage of what our women want from us so we can kind of get what we want. But the, Dominic sees the thing that says um, that he needs to be a man with potential and he uses this as a way to self-grow. Like, he's really a good dude. Like, he's like, oh, I need to make changes in my life for me. Uh, You know, and so he goes on and he, Cooks a terrific meal for uh, Lauren and she's like, oh, this is great. So she's starting to get over her prejudices against him not being a wealthy man and sees that he's got a lot of potential. But like immediately after this amazing night, her old love interest from Chicago, I think, comes to town and she immediately is like, oh, here we go. This is what I want. He's successful. He's good looking. He has everything I want and she's like almost immediately forgetting about um Dominic. Uh, well she's having dinner with Dominic and then she realizes that he's kind of boring all he does is talk about business and,
0: and especially so she a business decides, he doesn't even have. Right. Are oh, you talking about and, um are oh, you talking about the when she has dinner with the successful guy?
1: Right. Okay. And
0: yeah yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He just so became a she, CEO and all that the youngest right. Fortune 500 CEO.
1: So she ends up wanting him back. Uh, they end up getting back together because she begs forgiveness. But he's bought himself a food truck. And he's actually investing in himself. But then she sees that he has self-respect. Anyway, they get back together. Right. Okay. And that's the um, very,
0: very end of the film. Very, very. This good.
1: is the last scene. But I wanted to wrap his story up. So uh, <laughs> so Gabrielle Union is like... Um, a real estate agent and she's selling this house and this couple comes in and the woman's pregnant And this couple and they are always looking. So, uh, basically Gabrielle union finds out that Jeremy lied about applying for a job. And so she's mad at him. And so to make it up to her, he goes to her and begs forgiveness, buys a ring, proposes to her, says, I'm going to get it. You know, I got a job uh at neversoft who who those who don't know at the time i think was making the tony hawk games but um he gets a job and says i'm gonna buy you a house and and the the guy and his wife are looking at the house looking to buy they're ready to close (laughs) on this big house and they're like yeah there you go son and then jeremy turns and goes i'm gonna buy you this house and the guy, the the man trying to buy the house is like, hold the hell up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> not my house. What's she doing? No.
1: <laughs> um, so they get together. Everything's fine. Let's run through this real quick. Uh, Maya finds, so Maya kind of amends her 90 day rule and says if she can get the three magic words out of Zeke, then she will sleep with him. Well, she gets him a meeting with some record exec or something. And so he goes, oh, I love you. And that's enough for her to say, okay, he's ready for us to be intimate. And so they're intimate. She wakes up the next morning. He's gone. But there's a card that says, hey, I just went to the store. I'm going to get us breakfast. I'll be right back. So clearly he's not leaving. This isn't a one night stand for him. But she finds that he has Steve Harvey's book in his book stand and is marked at the 90 day rule. And she's like mad at him when he comes home. And he's, yeah, I got you this girl. I got you that. And she goes, well, you got the cookie, which is the term for her vagina. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, I didn't, you know, like, so the whole thing, I don't know because you don't read the book, but it's my understanding that Maya made the I love you rule herself. It's not in the book. So there's no way Zeke would know that saying I love you would get him in bed with her. So I think that's a little unfair. <laughs> He's also back? I don't know. So she gets mad and leaves, right? Um,
0: because he she also that, discovered that he used the book. And I think it was in there where he said those magic words. And then that's basically... It might have been. Yeah, and then, but so I didn't he, pick
1: that up in the movie.
0: She picked it up so that she saw that he use the book against her that he said those three words and that she that's why they're able to sleep so she's just on the assumption that he just wanted to get in there and then get out as all her other other relationships have been right so
1: he plays a song for her at a coffee shop and then goes outside and begs for her to come back to him and they get back together and he's learned a lesson this is the woman he wants he's no longer a player All right. All right. We're down to Mama's Boy. I think that's the last one. And then, well, Mm -hmm. let's just say Kevin Hart, after all his friends get back together, decides he wants to get back with his ex wife. And everyone knows that Kevin Hart is a small man, he's a shorter man, right? And his wife is very tall, a very imposing woman.
0: And so they stand
1: next to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, is Is Wendy Williams really that big or is it just because she's standing next to. Um, you know, Kevin Hart because to me, the contrast was huge, and Dude, maybe I'm, Wendy Williams is I'm, just naturally a tall woman,
0: she's almost six foot, she's like five foot ten. Okay, yeah.
1: um, anyway, uh, so they get back together, and it's a it, it's kind of brief, but uh, so basically, mom's boy has changed his mom's phone number on his phone to say work and when she calls he it says work and basically he's using that as a way to say hey i'm not a mama's boy you know i'm doing what you need and she really wants um terrence jay to come to this family reunion uh, but she ends up answering one of these work calls and it finds out that it's really his mom so she's mad because he's been lying to her she's not really mad that he's been in touch with his mom but he's being dishonest so he makes it up to her by going to this family reunion and professing his love and telling his mom that you know i'm going to be with her deal with it but by this point his mom has found a love interest by reading steve harvey's book boy this is a lot going on because these so these four stories are really so condensed there's not really a lot of downtime anyway they all get back together everything's fine everyone's happy and we roll credits good lord feel like I've been talking for an hour.
0: Yeah, that's a very good <sighs> film name. I got a puck full of ones and I ain't got no draws <laughs> When they're trying to go to the club.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, so what was the name? The Wet Butt
1: Cracker. One of the strip clubs was like the Nasty Crack, but they were going to the, the Booby Barn or whatever. I, I don't Something remember like the that. name of these,
0: these and the song, clubs, Dude, the funny. song that they play, like every time they're in that party bus, that booty, that booty, Hey, hey, hey. that booty
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene where uh Kevin Hart's trying to hook up with the mama's boy's mom. Yeah.
0: He has uh, like a he has a big ass plate like she had cooked Sunday dinner or something like that. He has a big ass plate and he's like walking around his house. And I think he even has his robe on or something, walking through his house. No, he's fully dressed, but he's like, Hey okay. uh
1: how old's your mom? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I don't, there's a lot of just great one-liners. This is a pretty funny movie. Like I'm surprised the fir- so the first half of the movie, like I said, is pretty much a commercial for Steve Harvey's book. The second half of the movie, you actually kind of get more into the storytelling. Um, it's a pretty good comedy. It is a romantic comedy and it follows pretty much all of the tropes, uh, that you would come to expect from a romantic comedy, uh, so what do you have to say for this movie before I give it a letter grade?
0: No, I think he covered it very eloquently, man. I'm glad. It, it yeah. sounds like you enjoyed it too. So I, I
1: did it. enjoy it. I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, there were some lines that just caught me off guard that, the, the oh, I can't remember all of them now. I've watched it twice and now I'm blinking on, but they play basketball together and there's a lot of good smack talk around the basketball court.
0: Oh, yeah, hey, they oh, didn't play professional so they, fo- uh, basketball players. So
1: that's the other scene. So they're at the basketball court and Ron Artest, Metta World Peace himself shows up. And if you don't know, he's an NBA basketball player who's known for like getting tons of flagrant fouls and, and being kind of a, a brute on the court. But he comes up and he's like, hey, we want to play full court. And Kevin Hart only sees Ron Artest and, and he's like, all right, we'll play you for it. And everybody's like, do you see how big this guy is? And then Lisa Leslie, the legendary WNBA players, shows up. And then like a bunch of, I think Ron Livingston, and there's a couple other who I take to be NBA players, but I don't necessarily recognize all of them, come up. And so it's a squad full of just professional basketball players. And everyone's like, I didn't know that they had a whole team and then it cuts away and I'm like, Oh, what are we not going to get to see this? But actually at the end credits, they show the basketball game and the, just them just getting destroyed.
0: And then um, even Kevin Hart was like, when he was like, he's like, man, we're going to get this. He goes, I got him. Oh, <laughs> he goes, I got her. And he, he, after yeah, the guard, uh, like Lisa, Lisa Leslie is not
1: going to just destroy <laughs> Kevin Hart. Like, uh, it's, it's, that was a great scene. Um, Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. I'm waffling on my letter grade because there's a lot that I didn't like, but it did make me laugh a lot. And there's a lot of genuine good jokes. Uh, I'm going to say it's a B minus.
0: Nice. B minus. Yeah, it's it's
1: a worthwhile romantic comedy.
0: Put that right in Excel sheet right now for I forget. All right, there you have it, folks. We have our two movies watched. Jeff watched Think Like a Man, gave it a B-, and I watched Virtu- Virtuosity, and I gave it a D-, minus. That's another uh,
1: week where you win.
0: I'm a, we're we're going to move over to the favorite part of, of the episode, uh, or the podcast, uh, Jeff's favorite and my favorite, and where we gave each other the movie that we're going to be watching uh, next week. Ooh. Uh, you, you go first because I'm still picking I gotta meditate on this so you pick right. first All right. so the movie I'm gonna give you uh, I, I kind of went back and forth too I haven't given you a lot of these genres but I'm gonna go ahead and give it to you it is a horror movie um, okay. and when I say that the movie is dark I mean that um, in the most literal sense because it is a spelunking movie <laughs> so oh, okay <laughs>
1: I thought when you said it is dark, I was going to get lights out.
0: No, it's literally dark because okay. they're in caves the entire time. Oh, and, I know what this is. Yep. So I mean, I don't yeah, know any of the characters, like I like these, like Natalie Mendoza. I don't know where she's from. Uh, Shauna McDonald. Don't know where Melissa. Ferraro. I know the movie,
1: so I'm going to look it up. But I'll, I'll let you build up suspense. But I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, so I mean, because you've uh, talked
1: about it before.
0: Yes. So this movie. Um, It was made in 2005. They made a sequel. Don't watch that if you're listening to this right now. Don't watch the sequel. Horrible. Um, The movie is called The Descent. And uh, I'm not going to give you even a synopsis of it because it's fantastic. uh, But long story short, friends go spelunking into a cave and uh, it's a horror movie. So you'll figure it out after that.
1: All right. Where can I watch it?
0: Uh, you can watch it uh, on Prime if you have Amazon Amazon Prime.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay. All right. So that sounds good. Horror movie. I, your last horror movie pick was um, Your Next, and I really enjoyed that. So here's hoping. Um, this is a movie that I can't believe you haven't seen, but maybe it just pre. It came out in '98. How old were you then?
0: I was
1: twelve. Yeah, twelve. Twelve. It's one that I think when I say, like, you'll even be like, oh, yeah, I have seen that. But this is an absolute classic. This is a great action movie. It stars Antonio Banderas, Anthony Hopkins, Catherine Zeta-Jones. It's directed by Martin Campbell. Came out in 1998. Any guesses? No. It stars the masked man himself. You're going to be watching The Mask of Zorro. The
0: mask. it is oh. on
1: netflix oh that's yeah, antonio Masters.
0: banderas he's zorro yeah, banderas you know anytime i think of zorro man what's that movie with uh the dude i don't know
1: yeah so <laughs> think of like like and <laughs> think like a man right i said oh. man maya look gorgeous it's just sometimes there's some characters in movies that are just stunning and this is the first time I saw Zeta Jones and she's stunning in this movie. Like, drop dead
0: stunner. You know what my favorite Zeta Jones movie? The one with uh, James Bond? What's his damn name?
1: Oh, uh, Pierce Brosnan?
0: No, the other, the original James Bond.
1: Sean Connery?
0: Yeah, oh, Sean Connery. Um, like, she's like going underneath anyway
1: Uh, yeah that's the laser it's a class it's a classic like scene where she's going under a laser beam i don't remember the name of it i want to say x versus sever but that's totally not it that's another antonio banderas movie but anyway that's our movies uh for next week so be sure to give them a watch if you have any of these streaming services uh our music is provided to us by sir flame he actually has a new single out be sure to check out sir flame's new single off the script it is available wherever you stream music. Uh you can follow him.
0: Bro, that single's
1: tight. It's real good. He also has another single. You know how so Jason and I have been testing our earbuds out, testing our headphones and you want to find something with a deep bass to test your earbuds? He has another track called Settle the Score which is real good, but it's perfect if you need some deep bass to test out your headphones. And see how they sound So definitely check that out as well That's Surf Flame rs bass F-L-A-M-E, wherever you listen to music uh, And that's us That's our show for this week uh, Anything to add?
0: Thanks for listening y'all Yeah,
1: We'll see you next time on yep. Film Soliloquy
0: yeah, like we always do at this time I go for mine and made plans for yours Cause I got the shine Go bar for bar, go line for line Like Kobe in 99, I'm so close to prime Bad bitch by my side, I'm so close behind We living in a the moment, there's no post to bind. You should think there was a deal that I'm post to sign The game's just a mountain that I'm post to climb I remember, man, 11 years old when I made it to go Up in Fairville, I related to cold Fresh bubble jacket, shit, I hated the cold But when winter come around, we would play in the snow They had an up north way